don't sound the same. And um, the sermon today is on love. Um, love is the second single from Music Soul Child's debut album, I Just Want to Sing. It debuted on the Billboard Hot R&B and Hip Hop song charts on December the 30th, 2000. Uh, spent 38 weeks on the chart. Yeah, I say that 2000, I mean you old. <laughs> and peaked at number two. Love was supposed to be a testament to God being God, God being love. But the record label didn't want to add a gospel song to his album. So instead of removing the song, Music Soul Child decided to change the words from God to love. Because God is love. First John 4 and 8 says that whoever does not love does not know God. Because at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, God is love. In other words, the one who is not habitually loving has not come to know God. Because God, as to his nature, is love. And a stranger to love is also a stranger to God. Love is not what God does, but love is who he is. Love is the very essence and nature of God. Love is who God is. And because you and I are made in the image, we have a great capacity and desire for love. We want to love, and we want to be loved. The only problem is that sometimes in our pursuit of love, we lose ourselves in infatuation before we can even get to love. I know your neighbor's not gonna be honest because they're gonna act like they've always got it together. In fact. <clears throat> While Abram was singing the song, they got real quiet because they know their spirit went somewhere when they started to hear those lyrics. <laughs> because there's a huge difference between love and infatuation. Love is faithfulness, loyalty, and confidence. But infatuation is urgency, intensity, and anxiety. Love is commitment to one another with genuine intentions. Infatuation is reckless abandonment of values in order to satisfy a consuming lust. Love is a deep affection with contentment and stability. But infatuation is a euphoric feeling that numbs the brain and risks everything for another hit of the feeling. Can I, can I just, I wanna say this, cause I didn't come to play with y'all today. Be careful you're not sacrificing standards and sanity at the expense of trying to have somebody in your life. I need to say that one more time because maybe your neighbor didn't hear that. Be careful of not, of not sacrificing standards and sanity at the expense of trying to have someone in your life because infatuation will have you sacrificing standard and sanity, but love will never have you sacrificing your standards and sanity in order to have. In fact, love maintains standards. Love enforces sanity. Love will push for the better version of yourself. Love will find its way through the chaos to find peace because love is patient. Love is kind. Y'all don't read your Bible, so you don't know what I'm talking about. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It's not rude. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong, does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres because love never fails. I know you didn't, you weren't raised in Sunday school, so you have no clue what I just said, but it's in your Bible. It gives you the whole definition of what love is. If you want to know what love is, open your Bible. 
because the Bible will show you exactly what love is. But the problem is that too many people are, are now not in love, but in infatuation. I hate to bust your bubble, but you were with them five years and it was never love. It was always infatuation. You don't believe me? It's all right. I got the Bible to back me up. Galatians 3, verse number 1. I just need a piece of this scripture. I don't even need the whole scripture. I just need a piece of the scripture to just explain what I'm trying to get across to you today. Galatians 3, verse number 1, New King James Version says, Oh, foolish Galatians. Oh, foolish freedom. Excuse me. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? I know we're still in flu season, but tap your neighbor and say, neighbor, oh foolish Galatian, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Foolish. I know you don't like that word. That's an old school term. My grandmama used to use it when she looked at somebody and that wasn't uh, making the best decisions. She would say, that's a fool right there. You know, we got a certain way of saying stuff. Foolish, this is a word that the Lord uses to describe someone who does not use wisdom. The Bible uses the word foolish several times. In Proverbs, it talks about a foolish man and a foolish woman. Jesus picks it up and he talks about being foolish as well. Jesus talks about the foolish builder. He talks about the wise builder and the foolish builder. Jesus says the foolish builder built his house on sand. But the wise builder builds his house on the what? The rock. Watch this. The only difference between sand and rock is density. It means uh, sand, rock made of the same thing, but one of them is tighter than the other. In other words, when you are building your life, you have to build them on relationships, watch this, that are tight. That went right over your head. Because if you try to build a future on loose covenants, if you try to build a future on loose relationships, when the winds and the waves and the storms come, it will wipe your relationship away. I'm talking real good. And, and I know the, the children are out of here, so I'm going to talk real grown. So I hope you're ready for this, because if you don't build it on the right stuff, the storm will wipe it away. And I don't care how much sex you have. When a storm comes, can you keep your unity in the midst of the storm? Watch this, because storms reveal structure. You still ain't with me. Sit there. I will talk right to you. It will reveal weaknesses and strengths of the structure. Your relationship is not worth anything if you've never been through anything. Because every covenant will be tested. Don't tell me how much you're in love. Tell me what storms y'all survive. Because the tests of storms show the strength of your love. See, that's the problem. You couldn't shout right there because most of you, you ain't never been through nothing. You always in a euphoric feeling of, oh, we feel good and we in love. Honey, I don't care nothing about your love. I don't care nothing about no cards. I don't care nothing about no flowers. I don't care how many times y'all go out to dinner. It means absolutely nothing. Show me some proven track record where you had to go through the fire and you had to go through the storm and you came out on the other side all right. Because if you can't take a licking, you ain't got much of a relationship. Sit there. It's all right. I'm coming for you. Turn me up in the house just a little bit. Paul says, oh foolish Galatians, who have bewitched you? Bewitched you. I like that word. Another word for bewitched from our text means, here we go, seduced. Oh foolish Galatian, who has seduced you. 
Who has talked you out of the truth? Who's talked you out of your future? Who talked you out of your standard? Because you're the same person that said you weren't going to date anybody for a year. And here you are entertaining another relationship. Just got out of the last one. Already looking for the next one. You on the prowl right now. Come here, you cougar. You're the one who said you were going to stay celibate. But then you got talked out of your vow and your draws. I ain't got time to play with y'all. Shouldn't have left the kids in here. I told them to take them to children's church. Who has talked you out of your truth? You the one. Came in 20, I'm gonna focus on my, I'm gonna focus on my career, and I'm gonna focus on my school, and I'm gonna focus on my finances, and, 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 and your texts indicate that the only thing you've been focusing on is somebody else. Yeah. Wow. Oh, foolish Galatian, who has seduced you? Who has talked you out of the truth? Uh-huh. I'm scared, because some of y'all won't say amen. Because some of you don't know it, but you're starting to figure it out that you got seduced. With your saved self, with your sanctified self, with your delivered self, with your working in ministry self. Seduced. Seduced. So seduced we can't even get a praise out of you no more. So seduced that we can't even get you to open your mouth and give God glory. You're the same person that God you prayed to, he delivered, he answered your prayer three weeks ago, and now you ain't got no praise. You're the same, you got seduced. You're seduced. Yeah, 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 you're, you're seduced. Because now the truth that you once lived in, you ain't living in no more. Okay. All right. I'm going to help you out, sound, sound man. I ain't coming down there no more. Because somebody might jump me. Because you are never seduced in the place of your strength. You will always be seduced in the place of your weakness. I'm going to go left on you. Hope you're ready for this. This is why, here we go, you have to be careful who you give your secrets to. You're never seduced in the place of your strength. You're always seduced in the place of your weakness. This is why you have to be careful who you give your secrets to. Because when a snake enters your life, they are looking for your secrets. What you like. What you into. You don't believe me. Let me prove it to you. Let's, let me give you Bible. I can only give you Bible. The only way Delilah could seduce Samson is that she had to have a lap for him to lay his head in. In other words, you have to be careful of people that only create places of comfort for you, for you and never places of challenge. Because if every time I get around you and every time you get around your friend and they give you space to turn up, but they never challenge you to pray, they never challenge you to fast, they never challenge you to read your word, you need to watch out. 
if they only give you space for your alter ego, that is not your friend. That's a Delilah. God help me. And I'm scared in here this morning that you got a lot of Delilahs in your life that don't mind you being dysfunctional but never want you to be healthy. Because the moment you get healthy, now it's an indication of how unhealthy they really are. And God is saying in 2020, do you really want to get rid of the Delilahs or do you want to be free? If they know your struggle, they can always use it as a point of access. Let's go deeper. Be careful of people who use your struggle as a platform for communication. All we talk about is my weakness. Oh, you don't see it. Okay, so let's, let's, let me show it to you. What kind of drink you like? White or brown liquor, which one you like? It's all we talk about. Come on. What's your favorite genre of porn? I feel an uneasiness in here because I feel like you don't like to be confronted with the truth. But I need you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the truth is going to set you free today. Uh-huh. I need anybody in here that say, Pastor, tell me the truth. Give it to me raw. I want the real truth because I want to be free this year. All we talk about is who I slept with. All we talk about is what we did. That's all we got to talk about. Watch this. Some of you need to write this down because whatever you conversate about, you cultivate the most. No wonder some of y'all can't ever get out the, the mode of repentance. Because all you do is keep talking about what you did. And it keeps bringing you back to the same place. You know, there's some, there's some, there's some in here that you know that there's some stuff you used to do, you don't do no more, and, and God brought you out of it, um, maybe voluntarily or involuntarily, and you don't do it no more, and, 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 and you've moved on from it. But the reality is that, that there's still some residue up in there. And all it takes is a trigger, a song, a whiff, a picture that will take you right back. Mm-hmm. You remember where you was? You remember what dance floor you was on? You remember the club name? You remember the outfit you had on? You remember how hard you had to work to even buy that outfit that you had to, because you knew you was going to kill him that night? You know, uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, okay, he delivered you from the club, but he ain't delivered you from the memory of the club. Because there's some of you on a Friday and a Saturday night, you got to think real hard. I ain't got no real people in here. I, I, God, give me a real church. Give me a real church, Jesus. Give me a real church. Because whatever you conversate about, you cultivate the most. And if you keep talking about it, you will grow it. You keep talking about it, you will grow it. And you can't maintain your deliverance past a few days because you have people that lock you to only talking about your weakness. Can I tell you something? I thank God for the altar, but I get real tired of people coming to the altar and then you still hang around people that lock you into your dysfunction. Because there's no amount of oil that I could put on you, no amount of hands that can be laid on you if you keep going back to the vomit. 
It's getting real up in here. I know you don't like it. It's okay, but you're going to get free today. I need somebody in here to say, Lord, I want to be free today. I want to be free for real today. I don't want to play the game anymore. I don't want to come in here like I ain't got the issue. I want to be free on today. I'm going to tap dance all over you today. I promise you. You thought that was wrong. Get ready. Because it's coming. Watch this. I need to stop talking about my weaknesses and start talking about my strength. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. So the more I talk about it, the more I cultivate it, the more it grows. Watch this. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me get off of that. Did you know that the feeling of being connected to someone and being bound by someone starts off with the same feeling? Stop doing this. We just click, honey. See how the amen's got quiet? Because you said that. Oh, we just click. It was just something about us. We just click. Newsflash, we just click is not a good reason to have somebody in your life. Because every connection that bounds you up, you have something in common with them. Could it be that the clicking was the very function that the enemy used to bound you up? Oh, you didn't know. The devil know what you like. He know how he know exactly what you like. He know you don't like tall, dark, and handsome. He know you want short, fat, and ugly. He know what you like. He know you don't like light bright next to white. You know, he, he know you like. The darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. He know what you like. Oh, and you think I'm only talking to the single people. He knows exactly what you like. He know you like loud. He know you like quiet. He know you like an extrovert. He know you like an introvert. He knows exactly what you like. He ain't gonna bring you nothing you don't like. Mm -hmm. So just cause we click ain't a good enough reason. Cause every connection that bounds you up, you have something in common with them. It's, it's, sedu it's seduction. It's a spirit of seduction. Let me give it to you a different way. You're from my generation. You sprung. Give it to you from another generation. Nose wide open. <laughs> I love being multi-generational. You sprung. It ain't, it ain't love. Watch this. Here's the problem with seduction. Seduction will give you room to ignore the red flags. Because when you are seduced, you will have feelings over facts. Because seduction numbs your mind in a feeling and dulls your discernment. I think I will. Seduction numbs your mind in a feeling and dulls your discernment. So what you should have caught, you missed. Because you're being seduced. And a seducing spirit is something that came to talk you out of your purpose in God. That's why I came. To talk you out of your purpose in God. How do I know? God will never send someone in your life that will eliminate or decrease your relationship in God. Yeah. 
Thank you for the one hand clap right there. It's a seducing spirit if your devotion to God lowers while your connection with them increases. I'm talking to you. It's a seducing spirit. If your devotion to God lowers while your connection to them increases because you have moved from faith to flesh. So now it's about what you feel, not about what you believe. And since you feel less of God and you feel more of them, now you become less interested in God and more interested in them. No wonder why you got bewitched. But without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. You don't please God in what you feel. You please the Lord by your faith. So even if I don't feel him, I don't lose my connection to him. Let me be very frank with you, ladies and gentlemen. Don't think that every time pastor get up here, he feels God. There are sometimes you got to keep on doing it even when you don't feel it because it's not about your feelings. It's about what you believe. And if you always want to be happy and you always want goose pimples and you always want to feel a praise and that's the only time that God can get a praise out of you, God is saying, and that ain't faith, that's your feeling. I want the kind of faith that says, come hell or high water, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. On the count of three, I need a praise in here that say, I might not feel it, but I got the faith enough to believe that God is good, he gonna make a way out of no way and I'm gonna give him the praise. One, two, three, open your mouth and give him glory. I don't feel it, but I got Open your mouth. It's so funny being up here because I'm looking at some of y'all and you don't move. But if you got the car, you would tear this place up. If you got the job, you shout all over the place. If God gave you something, all of a sudden you won't post about it. But when was the last time you posted just cuz? Listen, I don't want to be in love with anybody that loves me as long as I'm doing for them. I need somebody to be in love with me when I don't do for them. I need somebody to be in love with me. And God is saying, do you love me like that? Or do I have to be your sugar daddy in order for me to get some worship out of you? Do I always have to bless you with increase and overflow in order for you to open your mouth and give me the glory? Now, I'm going to give you one last chance to get in on this praise and say, I'm not praising him for what he's given me. I'm praising him for who he is. I need those people to open your mouth and give him the glory. Open your mouth and bless his name. Oh, foolish Galatians who have bewitched you. Here we go. Bewitched. Another meaning for bewitched, watch this, means Fascinate. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has fascinated you? Huh. Because whatever impresses you has the potential to seduce you. Mm. Whatever impresses you has the potential to seduce you. They ain't even that fine. You got impressed by a nice car. They're not even that smart. But shoes is your thing, and because they had on some nice shoes, all of a sudden, 
dumb as a rock but got nice shoes. You got seduced. Whatever fascinates you is the access point for seduction. Woman of God, how are you impressed by a man that don't have nothing? You must be some type of talker to talk a woman into nothing. Somebody just say, help us, Jesus. I mean, you must got some good game to talk you into nothing. Because the purpose of seduction, here we go, is to alter your state of mind. It comes in your conscience and awareness, here we go, to attack your sobriety. We got this thing going on now that we get in relationships and don't tell nobody. I mean, we together six months, and don't nobody know. I mean, I ain't talking about a post on social media. That's shallow. Because most times that's cloud chasing anyway. Because as long as I'm booed up online, it makes you think that I feel uh, better about myself than I really do. But how you with them all that time and ain't told nobody nothing? Watch this. Watch this. Because seduction comes uh, to, to attack your sobriety. You ain't sober no more. Here we go. That's why you need to bring that person around someone who can look them right in the eye and recognize that demon in them before you get so drunk on love that you are not sober enough to see them for who they really are. Yo, stu okay, let me, let me bring her back. Come on back, Philip. You get in a relationship, and the first time you bring around somebody, your mama look right at them. She just hating. She don't want me. No, she don't want me to have nobody. You want me to be by myself forever? No, honey. She done seen that demon before. You don't want to bring nobody in front of nobody. You don't want to bring them in front of nobody. So you date them for six months and don't nobody know. Cause you know the first moment that you bring her around, somebody gonna look at her and say, you know that's a. Mm. I know she is, because she looked at me too hard. But you can't see it, because you so drunk in love. You're not sober, because you've been seduced. It's getting tight around here. I ain't scared of none of y'all. I tried to stay on the stage. I'm, I'm just going to have to, you know, Steph and I'm going to just have to move. I'm just going to have to move, because they ain't getting it from I'm too far. Watch this, watch this. Because when you lose 
sobriety, it's going to get real deep. When you lose sobriety, when you're so seduced that you, you lose your sobriety, you're so drunk on love, we start to overindulge on their presence. Never realizing that, that overindulging in anything makes you intoxicated to it. This is why in every relationship, I don't care how young it is or new it is or fresh it is, you need a healthy distance. Everywhere you go, he got to go. Everywhere you go, she got to go. And here's the problem. Here's what's really going to mess you up. You playing like you married and you don't even know each other. I'm going to mess everybody up with this statement right here. Get mad, send me a nasty email if you want to. I don't care. I was put it in the delete box. Watch this. Don't call them hubby or wife another day, and you don't even know them. Changing your last name on social media, and you ain't even married to them yet. Oh, foolish Galatian. Who has bewitched you? Watch this. You change your last name. Here's my question. Why are you so quick to lose your identity? What does it say about you that you are that quick to lose who you are? Because I don't care what relationship you're in, you better keep a piece of you. Because if you give out all of you, come here, boo, I'm trying to talk to you. If you give out all of you in that relationship, when they walk off, who you got? Y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't, y'all don't, I need y'all to get this. I need y'all to get this. Because sometimes we are so drunk in it. Calling them hubby and wife. Ain't paid not one bill. Child, please. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Don't you even put it on social media. Cut it out. You don't know them. Am I helping anybody? You got to learn how to limit conversations. Learn how to limit conversations. Why do you have to limit conversations? We try to get to know each other. We on the phone. Oh, we on the phone for three, four hours. And we just share so much. We just got so much to talk about. Learn how to limit conversations. Mm-hmm. Here's the reason why you limit conversation. I'm going to talk about this in more detail. Because you allow people to speak in the areas prematurely that they never help build. And now you are altering your plans for your life based, some, by, based upon somebody you just met. How is it that they have that level to speak into your life? You're making decisions for your life by people who have no investment. If you didn't help me build it, you don't have the right to speak against it. Oh, y'all getting quiet right through here. But it's the truth anyhow. Open access is the entryway for seducing spirits. It opens you up to a level of temptation that you ain't ready for. Open access. Open access. Open access. It is the entryway for a seducing spirit. And now temptation has crept in. Here's the problem. It's going to get real tight. I get it. I understand. I love you anyhow. I'm, I'm only saying this in love. Temptation for you, darling, should not be an ugly man with no job.
That's temptation for you? <laughs> temptation for you, sir? Should not be a woman with a nice weave and nothing in her bank account. I feel, you know what I feel in the spirit? I feel we on acceleration uh, to maturity, but it's going so fast that some of y'all are trying to resist me in the spirit, but I need you to touch your name and say, just go ahead and open up. 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 Because an ugly man with no job should not be temptation for you. That's temptation. No, let me tell you what temptation is. Temptation is somebody that can give me everything that I want and I still have to say no. That's what temptation is. As my grandmama used to say, you just want breath and britches. That's all you want. That's all you want. You don't want that serious. Hmm. So I want to give you, come on, let's go, seven ways to recognize a seducing spirit. You will not be tricked after this message. <laughs> Married folk, hold on, because I'm coming for you. I got something for you, so just hold on just for a minute. Seven ways to recognize a seducing spirit. Now, I got to go quickly, so I advise you, take pictures or, or listen to the podcast later. You need to listen to it anyway, um, because I got to go quickly. Seven ways to recognize a seducing, seducing spirit. Here's number one. Write this down. Uh, flattery. 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 Pastor, where you get that from? From the word of God. Proverbs, the seventh chapter, verse number 21 through 23. Look what the Bible says. Proverbs 7, 21 through 23. With pervasive, persuasive words, she led him astray. She seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose, till an arrow pierces his liver like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. Some relationships are about to cost you your life. Flattery is dangerous. Let me tell you why it's dangerous. It's only dangerous to a person that has an affirmation void. <laughs> Flattery is only dangerous to a person that has an affirmation void. Because when you see, because when they see that you need affirmation, they will use their words to gain access to your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got a friend, and um, he's the flattering, flattering type. He likes to flatter all the time. And, and me and a couple other friends were talking about it. And we said, you know you always go after the pretty, ugly girl, right? <laughs> Is this too mature for y'all? This too grown? What you mean? What you mean? We go after you, I go after the pretty, ugly girl. You go after the girl that's pretty, but she don't know it. So she, like, she act like an ugly girl. The pretty, ugly girl is the girl who will lower her standard just so she can hear something to build up what she don't already have. But when you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, 
and you spend time in his word, you can't come to me and tell me how beautiful I am. I already know that. Because I got a daddy that's been telling me, come on, I'm dark and lovely. I ain't got no midweek people in here. You ain't got to tell me how special I am. I serve a God that's been telling me all week long, I'm fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. And your compliments ain't going to flatter me to the place where I lose my mind. I still see you for who you are. Seducing spirit, flattery. Here's, here's number two. Number two, uh, how do you recognize it? They will not take no for an answer. They will not take no for an answer. Where you get that from? Write this down, Genesis 37 and 39. We see Potiphar's wife pursues Joseph on a daily basis. She wouldn't take no for an answer. A seducing spirit is persistent. They won't take no for an answer. Can we go out? Mm, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I mean, what you, 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 what you too busy? What, I mean, come on. You need to take a little time for yourself. You know, you need to, come on, let me take you out. Come on, come on, come on. I got some men looking at me right now. Let me keep going. <laughs> this is why, ladies and gentlemen, you have to limit their talking time. Why? Because their strength is their talking. Here we go. Their strength is their talking, not their doing. Watch this. You can shut their mouth by saying two words. Show me. Can we stop falling in love with potential? Potential don't pay bills. Potential ain't gonna take care of the children. I see so much in him, but wait till it come out. Because I need to see a proven track record that you are who you say you are, not who you pretend to be. I'm tired of fake and phony people. I need somebody that can be real, that can back up what they say with what they do. Touch three people around you say, show me, show me, show me, show me, show me, show me. Here's the next sign of a seducing spirit. Number three, they will choose to manipulate you or turn or may turn to others to do it for them. We're going to work it out. Seducing spirit. They will choose to manipulate you or may turn to others to do it for them. Rather than to cooperate and communicate in an open manner, they use manipulation to isolate you from others you love in order to control you. We're about to get deep. A seducer will have a problem with everybody in your life. they will make you feel guilty about having other friends. Why? Because they want all your time. Uh, here we go, and I need to just say this. As a pastor, I can usually identify an unhealthy relationship because as soon as they get into one, you don't see them anymore. You just met them and you giving them major time? You just met them and y'all going on a trip already? You just met them. You just met them, bro, and you, you spending big money? Slow down on the money. See what she really after. 
And can I tell you something? Uh, ladies, if they like you, tell them don't come through somebody else. Sometimes they are using the person you trust as a smokescreen to get to you. Because if you trust them and I can speak to you through their voice, then you will trust me. Don't let a stranger speak through somebody else. And if you want to go out, don't send me no DM. Don't send me no text message. I come from old school, and in the old school, you couldn't just drive up to the house and blow your horn. You had to get out the car. You had to come up to the door. You had to knock on the door. You had to speak to mama and daddy. They had to sit there in that uncomfortable living room with the plastic on the chairs. You hot and sweating all over it. And they had to look you up and down. Well, who's your mama? Who's your daddy? What church do you attend? Y'all ain't old. Y'all, listen, y'all got this new thing where all they got to do is send you a DM, and all of a sudden, you at the restaurant. The devil is a lie. If you don't come to my face and ask me face to face, if you don't pick up the phone and say something, but then sit there behind a smoke screen, because they know you trust Instagram, they know you trust Facebook, so eventually they're going to use that avenue for you to trust them. The devil is a lie. You ain't got to go through nobody else. Come straight to me. I need a, a real woman in here that say, come straight to me. Come straight to me. I killed that DM spirit. I killed it real good. They ain't going to be able to send another DM to nobody else in this church. Come to me. Because I'm scared of any man that won't look you in your eye. See, this kind of stuff they don't teach you. I get it. I'm scared of any man. I'm talking about a real man that going to come. Well, you know, uh, what's up? I'm just, no, I, look, I'm up here. My face is up here. I need to look you square in your eye. Because when I look in your eye, I need to spot a demon if it's one there. Look at your neighbor and say, look at me in my face. Look at me in my face. I love it. Some of y'all even in church, I tell you to touch your neighbor. You never look at them. Because you don't want them to see that you really ain't that genuine. He's coming out. You, you coming out. A man should be able to tell, tell you for himself. Here we go. Number four. I'm going quickly. Seducing spirit will pressure to get us to violate our conscience or break down our principles. Any person that tries to get you to violate your own standards, you can't trust them. Let me say that again. Any person, I wonder if I should trust them. Any person that tries to get you to violate your own standards, you can't trust them. A person that is for you should encourage you to keep your standards. So when you go to them and say, listen, I'm trying to live a same life. I'm trying to be celibate. I'm just here to let you know. They should not then turn around, and every time you get on the phone, somehow the conversation goes over to sex. You are not for me. Because if you were really for me, you would encourage me in the pursuit of what I'm after, not try to hold me back. That's why you got to hide the word in your heart, ladies and gentlemen. 
Can I, let me say this to the single people. When you go on a date, you should have God's word in your heart. Mm-hmm. It should be on the forefront of your mind. I'm talking about when you go on a date. It should be on the forefront of your mind. This is, this, this is for the ones that really want to live for God. I'm talking the ones that really want to live for God. I'm not talking about those that want to give it away with a, a, a double coupon. I'm talking about people that really want to live for God. I understand. Listen, listen. I'm not no fool. I've been pastoring long enough to know you ain't got one crowd sitting in front of you. You got one crowd that say, I really want to change and I really want to please God. But then you got another crowd that say, I don't care what the preacher say, I'm going to do what I want to do. So I got to make sure I talk to both of y'all at the same time. And even if I like this person, even if they are attractive, I have to keep God at the center of my relationship. Why? So I will not be swayed or led to places that would violate my principles. I got to be honest. I ain't that strong to say no. I wish I had more honest people right there. Can I talk to some real people that say, listen, I love God, but every now and then, I got to admit, I really ain't that strong, so I got to have God's word on the forefront of my mind. Number five, number five, they will focus on your weaknesses and play on them. A seducing spirit will focus on your weaknesses and play on them. Am I helping anybody? It will focus on your weaknesses and play on them. It wants to have power over you. That is why they want your secret so bad. It gives them power over you. You can't tell it all. They should not know your life story within three weeks of you knowing them. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you something? Information should be trusted. I got to see, can I give you this little bit and can you handle that? And can I give you a little bit more and you handle that? Because let me tell you something. You can't handle all this crazy at once. Some of y'all looking at me like you ain't really that crazy. Look at your neighbor and say, you really that crazy. You really that crazy. And nobody can handle all that crazy at once. Let me see if you can handle a little bit of crazy before I give you some more crazy. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord says... The reason why some people are running from your life so quickly is because you're revealing too much too quickly. Some people need to see your crazy in spurts. Mm -hmm. I just met you three weeks ago and because I didn't answer your text message, now you're blowing up my phone. That's too much crazy too quick. Back it up, back it up. It's too much crazy, too quick. Lord, I'm just trying to bless them today. Mm-hmm. Number six, has the ability to send us into confusion through our blind spots or hurts. A seducing spirit has the ability to send us into confusion through our blind spots or our hurts. The place of your hurt, the place of your vulnerability any place that hurts you, the enemy can use to seduce you. Let me say that again. Any place that hurts you, the enemy can use to seduce you. So let's have real talk. So your daddy wasn't there. Your mama didn't treat you right. You ain't got no good friends. He will use all that against you as an entry point to seduce you. 
the enemy will use your insecurities as an access point into your life. That's why you have to be confident in who you are. Because if you're not confident in who you are, the enemy looks for that access point and comes in at that place. Be confident in who God made you. I may not be much, but I am somebody in God. I may not have it all together, but God going to work this thing out. Your confidence has to exude. Watch this, because when you get a little bit more confident, catch this, some people will no longer talk to you. Some people will no longer try you. Number seven, seducing spirit wears masks so you don't see who they really are. A seducing spirit will wear a mask so you don't see who they really are. Am I helping anybody this morning? They are self-absorbed and proud, but they appear humble. I know y'all don't know nobody like this. You ain't never met nobody like this. They're very insecure, but may appear confident. Is a taker, but may appear as a giver. Look down your row. You ain't got to touch nobody. Look down your row and say, don't get tricked. Yeah. Don't get tricked. This is why time and tempered access allows for the mask to come off. I don't know who you really are until you get angry. You look sweet. But I know if I piss you off, you're going to call me on my name in the middle of the mall. Some of y'all looking at me like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know who you really are until you get mad. What? No. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I don't know who you really are until I don't give you what you want. Because when I don't give you what you want, your true colors will come out then. Watch this. You want to find out who somebody is? Let's practice this. Everybody say this one word. No. Let me see how you handle my no. Come on, let's hang out. Let's hang out. Let's, well, I've hung out with you for the last three days. I need some time for myself, so I'm going to say no. No, not tonight. What you mean? Everything was going so good. Listen, no, I can't do it. I, you know, I got some other things I need to take care of. But listen, we, we on a good, we vibing, we vibing. <laughs> well, no, I can't do it. It's not going to happen. And then they hang up the phone with you. Watch this. And because you wouldn't give them what they want in that moment, they call the next person. Because it was a mask. You used the three days of ha us hanging together as faithfulness. But when my no entered the plan, your unfaithfulness came out. Mm. Let, me, let me put it like this. Whoever has your attention has your heart. Yeah. And whoever has your heart has your future. Let me say that one more time. Whoever has your attention has your heart. And whoever has your heart has your future. They wrecked your life because they had your heart because you gave them your attention. Too much attention. So, pastor, if I don't fall in love with potential, and if I don't fall in love with 36, 24, 36, 
if I don't fall in love with lips, hips, and fingertips, y'all ain't listen. I will step into a decade that you didn't even know I knew about. If I don't fall in love with a persona, what should I fall in love with? What is it that God is requiring me to fall in love with? What should I have around me in my friendship circle? Who should I invite into my circle? Who should I invite into my sacred space? You ready? Fall in love with character. Cuss word in the church, character. Oh, this is a cuss word in the church, character. That's what you should fall in love with, character. Everybody say character. character. Here we go. In fact, that is how you have to build uh, a great relationship, character. You know what character is? Honesty, integrity, trust. Fall in love with that. Here we go. You can't have meaningful relationships with someone that is, that is dishonest, lacks integrity, and you can't trust. It is impossible to have low character and a great relationship. It's impossible. I love my church. Y'all so millennial. I saw that post going around this week. They don't say amen no more. They say facts. <laughs> Big facts. Yeah, I love my church. So watch this. So for the, for the ones that ain't married in here and for the ones that are married in here, let me be very clear about something. That your pursuit, your pursuit should not be in trying to find somebody to love. Your pursuit, watch this, should be in how you build your character. If you are in a single season in your life right now, your job is to build your character. And if you are in a married season of your life right now, your job is to build character. Because that is what, when the rubber meets the road, that is what's gonna make a great relationship. Character. Care how much sex you have. Character. Because you slept with people that were liars. I could go all up in there right now, but I'm walking out that door. I'm gonna close it real close. I'm just gonna close it real quick. Come on, let's go. So how do you build character? How do you build character? How do you build character? Three points, we out of here. Number one, be the same in private as you are in public. Be the same in private as you are in public. Be the same everywhere you go. Here's what you got to ask yourself. Who am I when nobody's looking? I ain't talking about this cute church face that y'all masters are putting on. Because some of y'all been church all your life, so you know how to play the game real good. You know how to come in church. You know how to smile real good. You know how to love and hug on people. And I tell you to touch your neighbor, and you're touching them. And underneath all that, you can't stand the person you're touching. I tell you to hug three people, and one of them three people is somebody that gets on your nerves, and you will still smile. Who are you when nobody's looking? Not the social media you, because half the time that's so filtered up, we don't know who you really are. Not the you when you get paid, because sometimes when you get paid, that's your alter ego coming out. I am talking real good. Who are you 
when nobody's looking? On your job, who are you when nobody's looking? You sneaking pins into that purse? Stop talking about everybody else a thief. Go to your house now. We got post-it notes from your job. But we'll sit back and look at the news and see somebody rob a bank. Oh, my God. If you don't get your life together, the only difference between them and you is you didn't get caught. Thief. Who are you in, in, when nobody's looking? Stop talking about they a hoe, and that's a thought. Who's sneaking in your house? What's going down in your DMs? But got the nerve to toot your nose up at somebody else. See, I've gotten to the place in my own life, I ain't got no reason to judge anybody because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And here's what we don't like. Here we go. Napoleon, Daddy, here's what we don't like. You can be freaky and nasty at the same time. You can be anointed and freaky at the same time. You can have a prayer life and be nasty at the same time. You can love God with all your heart and do some things that don't nobody know you're doing. I know you're a babe in Christ, so you don't believe that. But you can be as anointed as you want to be. Cast out demons and still go home and struggle with your flesh. Yes. Got toys under you. Let me stop. Put, just, put the sign, just put the sign up when I go too far. Just put the sign up. Don't you fool yourself. You can have an anointed time in church, cry at the altar, fall to your knees, and still go home and struggle with your sexuality. Don't you fool yourself. Who are you when nobody's looking? Be the same in private as you are in public. The struggle but when your private life and your public life starts to line up is your circle will start to change. Yeah. Because when the real you starts to come out, watch this, some things you just ain't gonna tolerate no more. Yeah. There are some people in your life you skinning and grinning at because, you know, they just there. But when you start to get real with yourself, you're gonna start saying, that really ain't that funny. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, that don't move me no more. Here we go. <clears throat> Proverbs 11, verse number three. Look what the Bible says. I want to give you Bible. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Y'all see that? Is it on now? Uh-huh. Where you at? Proverbs 11 and three. Yeah, stay with me now. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. The integrity of the upright guides them. What guides them? Their integrity. So you got caught up on that upright. But what God is trying to get you to see is it takes integrity. Integrity should guide you. Integrity should guide you. Stop telling people in 2020 you're going to call them back and you're really not. 
If they can't handle, listen, honey, I don't know when I'm going to call you back. If they fall out with you, that wasn't your friend anyway. Because they should. if you don't know me by now, you will never know me. You know I ain't going to call you back. So let's not even play the game. Let me call you back in five minutes. You know you ain't calling back in five minutes. Call you back in five weeks. One of my best friends, one of my best friends lives in California. One of my best friends in the world lives in California. And she knows, she knows, we don't even end the conversation. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Well, honey, I love you. I love you too. All right, bye. That's how the conversation ends. Because you know good and well, dealing with this one right here, it's going to be months before you hear from me again. You know I'm all right because you see my posts on social media. Here we go. The integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Everybody say duplicity. duplicity. Watch this. Integrity, that word integrity comes from a math term, integer. It means a whole number, not a fraction. So when you have integrity, it means you are a whole person. You don't tell part of the truth, you tell all of it. You're the same person in private as you are in public. You're not a part of a person, you're a whole person. This ain't for everybody, but I need somebody here to lift your hands and say, Lord, send me a whole person. Yeah, I'm tired of dealing with fractional people. I'm tired of dealing with people that are not all the way put together. I don't care if they got to tell me the hard, nasty truth, even if I don't like it. God, send me somebody that's whole, but make me to be somebody that's whole as well. I discovered this a long time ago. There's a lot of people that you say, I wish I would have never met. There are a lot of people out there that are saying that about you as well. Don't think everybody ruined your life. You ruin some people's lives, too. See, we don't, that's the truth we don't like. That's the truth we don't like. You want to shout over that. You, you want to shout that you've been nasty. You want to shout that you, you got an attitude problem. You want to shout over all this. But the reality is, just like you say, there's some people I should have never met. There's some people who are saying it about you as well. Because if you be honest, you went to the relationship as a fractured person. Mm-hmm. Some of you tired because you tried to make up the difference. Well, yourself, slap out. Trying to fulfill something that you could never fulfill because you are fractured. You didn't have that level of love. You didn't have that level of patience. Just didn't have it. Watch this. And the opposite of whole is fractured. And the writer says, you will be destroyed by your fracturedness. It leaves you Duplicit. Watch this. Looked up that word duplicit. This messed me up. Here we go. Duplicity means a double life. Their public life does not match their private life because they are fractured. They are duplicit. One way in church, another way on the job, another way at home. And one day, you three different people, at least. Mm. Here we go. Go get tight. You family friendly on Facebook. You thirst trapping on Instagram. And you thotting on Snapchat. Three yous. 
all wrapped in one. Three in one. Unblessed Trinity. I need to say that one more time. Because somebody needs to get that because you're going to get delivered today. You family friendly on Facebook. You are thirst trapping on Instagram. But you outright thotting on Snapchat. Because you know it goes away in 24 hours. It's just, it's gone. I know who I pastor. I love you. I love you with all my heart. I really do. How do you know that they don't have integrity and they are duplicit? They always trying to hide something. Always trying to hide something. But integrity guides. Duplicity destroys. Always trying to hide something. And here's the danger. Here's the danger. And I'm going to get off of this. The danger is that you start using your money to cover up what you are missing. Because money is a way, that, an avenue that you can use to try to hide who you really are. You broke. But you're going to use that money to hide who you really are. Mm -hmm. So we'll spend hundreds of dollars on a weed to hide the brokenness of who we really are. We'll spend rent money on a car to hide. I'm very not secure in who I am. We use money to hide who we really are. We get a big house to try to prove to you that we really somebody. But underneath all that, we don't even feel like we somebody. So we go broke. Come on, I'm talking to us this morning. I'm going to let you go in just a minute, but you got to get this word. You're using money to hide who you really are. I wonder why we can't pay no tithes. We're using our money to try to build a, uh, to try to portray a life we really don't have. Because the problem is, we don't want you to find out who we really are. If you found out I was really that broken, would you stay? If you found out that I'm just not all the way there, would you still love me unconditionally? Or do I have to keep betraying something? Am I helping anybody? Yes. I know it's getting, it's getting a little quiet in here. Mm. Watch this. Life becomes good when you are a person of integrity. Life becomes good when you're a person of integrity. Standard equals happiness. So if your standard single person is that you're not going to sleep with another person that don't have your last name or you don't have their last name, stand on that standard even when times get rough. You know why? Because after a while, you'll be able to look back and say, you know what? I'm a happy person. I ain't got no soul ties. I ain't got to sleep with nobody to get my bills paid. I ain't got nobody to touch on me to make me feel like I'm special. No, I ain't have to go that route. God kept me in the midst of it. You got to make up your mind. Is that what you want? Or do we want a double life? Standard equals happiness. Mm -hmm. Married people, marriage will always be on the edge when you don't have integrity. Children will live in confusion when you don't have integrity. I was going to post this, but I didn't. I left it alone. 
I was going to say, the reason why our children um, in this society, I'm not saying in this church, in this society, don't really love God and don't want nothing to do with the church is because they've had to see their saved parents shout all over the church and then get home and talk as nasty as they want to about the pastor and everybody in the church. And now they are in chaos in their mind of their faith because what they saw modeled in front of them was duplicity. So they don't know what to believe. They don't know what to believe. Mm -hmm. Relationships will struggle when you don't have integrity. Proverbs 4, verse number 19 says, some people don't even know what makes them stumble. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. You are stumbling because you are living a dishonest double life. And watch this, maybe not immediately, because it takes a while for dishonesty to unravel. That is why you must pump the brakes and make sure your relationship does not move beyond proven integrity. You got to improve your integrity. I got to make sure you ain't no liar. I got to make sure you will remain faithful. I got to make sure you remain committed. A ring don't make you, make you committed. Just because we walk down the aisle don't make you faithful. A piece of paper don't mean you got integrity. Here we go. How do you build integrity? Number two. You build character. How do you build character? You build character in the small things. In the small things. If you, can't, if you can be trusted in the small things, you'll be trusted with bigger things. You can't, if you can't be trusted with the small things, why would we have an expectation that you be trusted with the big things? You tell little lies, eventually you're going to tell a big one. I don't care if you call them white, black, green, purple lies. I don't care what you call them. It's a lie. Luke 16, verse number 10, the Bible says, those who are faithful, who, whoever can tr be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little uh, will be dishonest with much. Another translation is, those who are faithful in the small things will be entrusted to the bigger things. When you practice honesty in the little things, you build your character muscle to be honest in the big things. I look fat in this. No. You look good. Sometimes I have to risk telling you the truth, even at the expense of your attitude. Because if I love you, I'll tell you the truth. You can be trusted with little. You can be trusted with much. Trusted with little. You can be trusted with much. Can I trust you with the little things? It's the small steps. It's the piece by piece. It's the bit by bit. Let me see how you handle this. Then let me see if you can handle some more. Mm -hmm. It's the little things. Can I trust you with the small stuff? Can I trust you to stay on your assignment? Can I trust that when I give it to you, you're going you're gonna to do right with it? Because, watch this, if I'm in a relationship with you and you lying to me, how in the world can I ever trust you with my children? Amen. Come in, single mother. Because I don't understand how that, how that wash out. How is it that you know they're a liar and then you hand your kids over to them? Preach. Pastor, you meddling. I'm supposed to. 
because I need to make sure that when I hand my kids off to you, I'm handing them off to somebody that got integrity, that got character, that's going to be honest, that ain't going to lie to me. Number three, uh, I think, yeah, go to number three. Become self-aware of your character cracks. You got to become self-aware of your character cracks. Most times, the last person to see your character cracks is yourself. Watch this. Look straight ahead. Do you see you? Do you see your face? Who are you looking at? You're looking at me, right? That's how the enemy gets you. Because you're so focused on everybody outside of you that you can't see who you are. You good at telling me who, who, who wrong, who ain't living right, who a mess, who, who trifling. You, you, you're a master at telling me all that. Can you tell me about you? Can you tell me about your attitude? Can you tell me about your slick mouth? No, I don't have slick mouth. I'm just honest. No boo. You need your tongue purged <laughs> and purified in the Holy Ghost. Watch this. When you are building character, you're self-aware of who you really are. Mm -hmm. So let me talk to single people real quick, and I'm done. Um, when you are self-aware of who you are, you know Friday nights ain't a good night for you. It's not a good night. Mm -mm. Sunday is all right. Saturday is all right. You know why Saturday is all right? Because you're getting ready for church. <laughs> I mean, those that come. You're getting ready for church. But Friday night, you done worked all week long. You're tired. You need a, a, a reliever. You need to relax. And Friday night is, good night is not a good night for you. When you are self-aware of that, then you build into your life and into your schedule something that will hold you so that you don't fall into a seducing hand. So every single person in here, if Friday night ain't a good night, you need to plan something every single Friday night. Get your schedule out right now, and you need to plan something every Friday night so that you make sure that you are pleasing God in all your ways. Married people, come here. You want to walk in character in your relationship? Be honest. Be honest. Just be real. Now, let me, let me clarify this, because some of y'all be real will get y'all in the world of trouble, and you want to be in my office. The devil is lying. Stay in my office. <laughs> There's a time and a place for everything. You don't wait till they come right in the door after they done worked hard all day long to go right in on their head. They ain't hear nothing you say. They got to let go of everything that happened that day. Mm-hmm. You got to get to a place where you can be integral even in your relationship. You got to have character even in your relationship. Be honest. People that's dating and you can't have, stop having sex, you need to be honest. See, I got quiet. I love this church. <laughs> I love this church. Because whenever I tell the truth, it get real quiet. Pin drop. Need to be honest. Say, listen, we need to. <laughs> we need to pump the brakes on this. 
because I could be giving you something that you don't even see the specialness of it. And at the end of the day, I'm the only person that's going to pay the price for it. You're going to move on and keep doing your thing. So let's pop the brakes on this. Watch this. And it will unveil to you if they're really with you. Because if you break up with me, because I said no, then that shows me where your heart was at it all along. And I'd rather cut you off now than to die a slow death later. You got to walk in integrity. You got to walk in character. Who this message is for? Everybody. Everybody. God is saying, yeah, I know you want to be in love so bad. And yeah, I know you know the feeling. Come on, play. But I need you to fall in love with character more than you fall in love with biceps and a six-pack. Every six-pack turns into a keg after a while. Somebody don't know what I said. Ask your neighbor, what did I just say? What that mean? Everybody's high school body will fade away after a while. Yes, it will. And you got to have something greater than that. You got to have character. You have to have integrity. I want to do an altar call. I'm going to do this real quick. Because I dealt with something that was very deep and very serious, but you need to be free of it. Somewhere along the way, a seducing spirit has introduced itself into your life. Whether it's still there or it's gone the effects of it, you're still battling with it. It's not always a relationship. Sometimes seducing spirits came through a friendship. It's not necessarily the opposite sex. Sometimes it's somebody that was a friend of yours or familiar with. And now that seducing spirit has, has gotten you into a place where you are broken in areas that God wants to build you back up in. This is only for the bold, bold people that can just be honest and say, I got myself attached, I got myself bamboozled by a seducing spirit, and I want to be free from it on today. I want those that hear that, I need you to get up out your seat and meet me on this altar. I want to pray with you. Some of y'all wait too long to see if somebody else going to move. You need to move yourself. I got so wrapped up in it that it numbed my mind and it dulled my discernment. Any other time I would have saw it. But I got so wrapped up in it that I missed all this red flags. And now I want to repent before God and ask the Holy Ghost to free me from every seducing spirit and the effects of it that is still operating in my life. Whatever it is, God says you can be free from it on today. Bruh, I love you, but you're sitting in that chair and you know you need to be up here. I need you to move. Because some men have been introduced to seducing spirits that got us to a place 
of brokenness that we don't trust no woman anymore. God is saying, I want you to be free. Those at this altar, lift your hands. And I want you to take a moment and repent before God. And tell the Lord, forgive me.